How y'all doing? Gosh, he, whenever people set you up like that and they're like, he's my favorite in the whole world. I'm like, whoa, a lot of pressure. Uh, so prepare your hearts now for mediocrity. Um, no, nah, I'm teasing. Um, my name is Reed. As they said, Reed Moore. Yes, that is actually my name, and it's just command. I know. I know some of y'all were like, this man's name is Reed Moore, like books, like the Bible, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Some of y'all are just now getting it. You're like, oh, what's up? And so, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Gwinnett. <laughs> yeah, that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, I know, exactly, right? Um, I can say I'm from North Atlanta. If Migos can, then I can too. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I get to do student ministry in Gwinnett, and, um, but I'm excited to be here at the living room tonight. I love this series uh, that we're talking through, Home Away From Home. Um, when we were talking about this and praying through this, like this is just, that's exactly what we want this to be for you. Um, I love that idea of a home away from home because uh, I've been to college and, and I know what that's like to actually like be away from home and have those moments. I remember one of the first times I got sick in college, you guys, you, you, like I didn't just like take care of myself and go to CVS. You know what I did? I called my mom. Yeah, exactly. Said, you called your mom, right? Like exactly. Yeah, I called. I, I said, "Mom, what do I do?" You know, what I'm saying she's like, "Baby, I'm gonna come up there and take care of you." I was like, "You praise God." You know, what I'm saying like it's so, like like it. it it feels good to have a home though, away from home. It feels good to belong. I mean, we all want to belong somewhere, don't we? We all want somewhere to belong, you know. And, and so that's why I love this this idea of home away from home because we all want somewhere to belong. And, and I can prove this to you because every single one of us, we've done something just to fit in before, haven't you? Like every single person in here, some of y'all are like, no, I'm the realist. Yeah, right. You've done something. And the fact that you even said that means you're trying to fit in. So like, so we've all done something just to fit in. I was thinking about this when I was preparing for, it. I was like, yo, like what are, what are some things I've done? I, I can think of plenty of things that I've done just to fit into a group, to belong somewhere. I was thinking, Man, one time when I was in, uh, I started playing football in like second grade. And on my second grade football team, all the running backs and defensive backs, they were all getting like stuff like shaved into their head, right? Like into their haircut. They were getting like their numbers shaved in the back of their head. They were getting like Atlanta A's. They were getting all these zigzags. And I had like the most basic white kid haircut. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like Bieber, you know what I mean? Like like the baby Bieber days, you know what I'm saying? Like so I had like like this white kid haircut and then everybody else had these cool designs in their head. I was like, I got to get something done to my hair. And so I remember I went home and I was like, mom, I want to be like the other running backs. I want to get something shaved in my head. And she was like, baby, I don't know if we do that. And I was like, mom, take me to the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so we went to the barbershop and, and he was like, yo, like, what are you trying to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really do this thing. And I was like, man, I want you to give me some stuff in my hair. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, all right, I can do that. And so I remember, you know, he, he shaved some like these like lightning bolts on the side of my head and then it met in the middle and it was my number seven in the back of my head, y'all. And so I went to school the next day and people were like, oh, that's okay. All right. We see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I did it because I wanted to fit in. I didn't want to be the only one that didn't have like the stuff in my hair. I was thinking about this. I remember in middle school, there were these shoes that came out that they were like, they were like those shoes and everybody was getting them. And they were these shoes called Tim's. Y'all know about Timberlands, right? Like, so when I was in middle school, everybody was getting Tim's, right? And, and I was like, yo, I have to have these shoes. And so me and my mom, we went to the mall and we were looking and my mom was like $150. She was like, for shoes, you know what I mean? And I was like, mom, I have to have these shoes. She was like, baby, I'm going to take you to Walmart and get you some Caterpillar boots. And I was like, no, you know what I mean? Like, 
You cannot, I cannot go with Caterpillar boots. You got to give me the Tims, right? Like I was like, I have to have the name brand. And so I convinced her, you know what I'm saying, with much like whining and crying and gnashing and telling her how I was going to get picked on. I had no friends. And so she finally got me the Tims and I got them. And y'all, here's the deal. I didn't even really like them because like the way that we had to wear them was unlaced. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there was like, like open and I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't even really keep them on, but I was like, but I look cool and everybody likes me. You know what I'm saying? So, so I remember getting Tim's for the first time just because I wanted to fit in. I remember, y'all, I remember the first time I ever said a cuss word, and it wasn't because I, like, stubbed my toe or because something bad happened. Literally, the first time I ever remember saying a bad word uh, was, was on the public school bus. Shout out to public school. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so, I know, booming out in South Gwinnett, like, read more. And so I was like... And so I, I, was, I was on the on the public school bus. I'm in like third, second grade, something like that. And I'm in the back of the bus, and there were these fifth graders. And they were all like, oh, yeah, man, blankety blank, blank, blank. And I was like, oh, what's up? And then they were like, oh, yo, 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 watch out, watch out. Virgin ears, virgin ears. And I was like, no. And they were like, you don't say no bad words. And I was like, yes, I do. Watch this. I mean, y'all Quavo would have been proud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying like, I would have been the fourth Migo had he heard me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh man. And so like, it was, I, I just went off. You know what I mean? I said everything I'd ever heard my dad say watching sports, you know? It was wild, right? And I remember, though, I did it because I didn't want to get played, but I wanted to fit in. I wanted the guys in the back, the, the cool kids, to like me. I wanted to belong, right? I remember even, I was thinking about this more, a little bit more recent, like up to date. Like, I, I remember like when, when I was in school, like one of the first times I threw in a dip, y'all. Like when I, first times I threw in the dip, I was in the locker room, and all these dudes were like, throwing in dip, and there was just like one like kind of like redneck dude on my team, you know what I'm saying? He was like, hey, boy, you want to throw in a dip? And I was like, no, right? Like... It looks terrible, right? But, but he was like the captain of the defense, you know what I'm saying? He's the linebacker, and so he's like, we're all going to throw in a dip. He's like, throw in a dip. Don't be a, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, right? And so, and so he, he, I take the dip, and I throw it in my mouth, y'all, and I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing. And this just went, it went like, and it spread out, and I was like, no. And then, and then I swallowed some of it, which made, ugh. Y'all, I was a puke-breathing dragon. Like, on the, I get out there to practice, I was just like, whoa, you know what I mean? I was, it was so bad, right? Like, I didn't even want to do that, but I wanted to fit in, right? Like, and chances are, if we were to sit down and, and you and I were to hang out and eat some wings or whatever, you could share some stories of things that you've done just to fit in because, man, we all want somewhere to belong. We all want somewhere to belong. We all want to fit in somewhere. We all want like a group, right? A clique, a crew, a fam, whatever you want to call it. Like we all want like uh, some people that we look at and we go, yo, these are my people. Like this is my group. We all want a place where we feel loved and accept, accepted and supported. We all want a group like that, right? We want a place like that. And so that's why I love this series that we're in, Home Away From Home, because we're saying, hey, you know what, like, we want to be that place, and we want to be those kind of people for one another. That's what we want to be for, for each other. We want to be that kind of place, and we want to be those kind of people, and I wish we could take credit for that idea, but the idea, it's not our idea. It's not our idea. We weren't sitting around thinking, like, man, what should this church be like that's different than any other church? Well, we want to be like a home, and we want to be like a family. This wasn't our idea. This was actually Jesus's idea. This was Jesus' idea to, that, the, that the church would be a place like this and that his church would be like a home away from home or a family 
that's bigger than just flesh and blood. Like that was Jesus' idea. Now what I wanted to do is I wanted to just show you this from the Bible. I wanted to show you from the scriptures like where Jesus begins to talk about what he wants his movement to look like, what he wanted his church to look like, what he wanted his people to act like towards one another. And so the story that I want to show you tonight, it comes from Matthew chapter 12. And, and so we're going we're gonna to go there and in this Jesus is, is teaching and he's doing his Jesus thing and And as he's teaching, this is what it says. It says, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside waiting to speak to him. Now, I just want to pause real quick. And so Jesus is talking to a crowd. He's talking to a crowd. Man, now something you need to know about Jesus is that wherever Jesus went, like crowds gathered. Crowds gathered wherever Jesus went. And it was awesome, right? Like wherever he went, like, and, and it makes sense, right? Like his teaching was powerful. It was unlike anything else. He accepted people that nobody else accepted. He, he was doing these amazing things. He was feeding thousands of people. He was healing people. He did that thing where he turned water into wine, which people were like, turn up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I mean, like, it was like Jesus, wherever he went, right, there were, there were crowds, there were crowds all the time. And Jesus loved the crowds. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Jesus loved the crowds. He loved the large gathering, right? He loved it. But, but what we're about to see, you guys, is that Jesus wasn't satisfied with just the crowd. He wanted so much more for these people that would gather than just for them to experience a crowd, a large gathering once a week, something like that, right? And so Jesus, you're about to see kind of his vision and what he wants for people, and it's so much more than just a crowd. So it says, though, right there that, um, that his mother and brothers, they stood outside waiting to speak to him. So the crowd at this place is like overflowing, and his mom and his brothers and sisters, they come, and they want to they meet with him. In other versions, it actually tells you like why, you know what I'm saying, like why they wanted to come and meet with him, and the reason why was because they thought he was crazy, which you would think your brother was crazy too if he was traveling the countryside telling people that he was God. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, somebody better get your boy. He's smoking that. Ooh-wee. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... <laughs> Go get him, right? And so this is what happens next. It says, someone told him, your mother and your brothers, they're standing outside and they want to talk to you, right? So someone runs inside and, and, they, and they tell Jesus, yo, your, your, your family's outside. And you would think that Jesus, he's like the son of God, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that he would be like, all right, pause the sermon, hold up. Got to talk to my mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so you would, you would think that, but the, the response is a little bit different. This is what he says. He replied to them, who's my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. And you're like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. what? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I did that, like if my mom came here tonight and like was like, yo, I need to talk to you right now. Like I would be like, y'all, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, because my mom would be like, look, 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 you might be a pastor and all this stuff, but you came out of me. So you come on out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so like, you know that I, you got to imagine like Jesus's mom is probably like, is this man serious? Like, I know you're the son of God, but uh, I carried you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, like, like, like you, at first it seems like he's being like super offensive to his family, but that's not his heart at all. He's actually looking at this as a teaching moment. He's like, okay, wait a minute, hold up. My family's here. And so is this huge crowd. And this whole crowd is here. And they think that, that, that this is what it's all about that it's just about the crowd, that it's just about the gathering, that it's just about the cool teaching and the sermons and the lasers and the hazers and the lights. They think that it's all about the show. Now, I've got to show them that I want something more for them than just to experience the crowd. I love the crowd, but, but i got to show them that there's more. And so Jesus uses this as a teaching opportunity. He's not using it as an opportunity 
to disrespect his family. He's using it as an opportunity to show this crowd that there's more that he has in mind than what they're currently experiencing. And so he, he says, he says for, um, wait, go back to the other slide. He says, here are my mother and my brothers. Keep going. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. And so Jesus is looking at this crowd and his family shows up and they're outside and they want to talk to him. And, and Jesus uses this teaching opportunity to look at all of them and say, hey, you know what? Like, like I love the crowd. I love that all y'all are here. I love that everybody's gathered here. I love that everybody wants to hear me teach, right? It's nice. But, but, but Jesus says, I want something so much more for you. He says, look, 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 what I'm growing here. I'm not just about gathering crowds. I'm not just about gathering a crowd. I'm growing a family. I'm not just about gathering crowds. I'm growing a family. And yes, it's cool to experience the crowd, and this is amazing. But listen, I got something so much more in store for you than to just sit in a crowd. He says, I want you to experience community, and it's supposed to be like family. So that's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. And so he looks at this crowd, and he says, look, look, whoever does the will of God, whoever comes to trust in God, whoever would come and lean in and begin to follow me, he says, those people, he says, you're not just a crowd anymore. He says, now it's going to be like family. You see, you guys, like, like when it comes to this, like this place that's home away from home, it's, it's supposed to be an amazing place, but we're supposed to be people that, that treat one another and that become like family. Like Jesus wants you to experience the crowd, but he wants so much more for you than just for you to experience a crowd. He wants you to experience community that feels like family, a family that's bigger than just flesh and blood. That's what Jesus was in the business of doing. And that's really good news, you guys, because as we just said at the very beginning, everyone needs a place to belong, don't we? Everyone needs a place to belong. A family that's bigger than flesh and blood, a family away from your family. Everybody needs a place to belong like that, a place where you can be known, where you can be accepted, where you can be loved. Everybody needs that in their life. You were created for community. The best version of you exists inside community. The most powerful, effective, hope-filled person that you can be exists inside community. And Jesus says, don't be satisfied with the crowd. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to build here. I'm trying to grow a family. I want you to experience community. I want you to be known. I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel accepted. I want you to have a place where you belong. Now, if that's going to be true for all of us, you guys, I don't know how it is with your family, but like my family has some things that like make us family, like, like that define us. Some things that we do that like make us family. And maybe some of you have some of these things that like, you know, that your family does. For, for me in my family, right? Like, like when it comes to us being a family, one of the things that we have uh, for us is that we have family meetings. Anybody have family meetings? Like in your house, like whenever there's going to be like a, a decision that comes, you know what I'm saying? Or like if, if my parents are like, listen, where are we going to go for vacation? Family meeting, you know what I mean? Like, like that's like one of the things that we do. You like get together, you have family meeting, and, and they kind of like lay it out for you. And what's cool is that for us here at the living room, like, like one of the things that we do every week on Monday night is we get together and we have we have a family meeting, right? That's what this is. This is family meeting. Like this is the time to like get together and for us to open up the word, to sing some songs together, to eat some delicious wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this is a chance for us to have some family meeting. Another thing that we used to do in my family and that I'm trying to do now that I have a family of my own is, is family meals. 
oh, we have family rules, but that's okay. Family meals. And, uh, and that was just a little typo. Don't worry about that. But family meals is another thing that we used to do. Like at least once a week, my mom would be like, yo, all are sitting down at the table and we're going to eat together. And we would be like, no, video games. You know what I mean? My mom would be like, get your butt down. And so we'd be like, all right. So once a week, at least, we, we tried to have a family meal together. And, and that's what we do here at the living room, right? We get together and we eat a meal together because you know what happens around food? Community. Community habits. All of a sudden, you'll be like, these are so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you'd be having conversation with people. You didn't even know, oh, my gosh, you're going to use that ranch? Dup, dab a ranch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so... And so, and so you'd be like, yo, like, like, like that's, that's like one of the things that we do here. It makes us a family, right? We have family meetings. We have family meals. The last thing that we have, though, around here, and maybe you weren't aware of this, that, that makes us a family is something that my family had, too, and the family values. Family values. Like, like for me, my, my dad called them family rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in our house, look, more boys don't do that, you know, and I was like, you know what I mean, like, and so my, my parents had, like, these family rules, these things that, like, we did, right, that made us a family, some things that, like, defined us, like, my, one of my dad's rules was, hey, you and your brother, you can fight in the house, but when you're outside, you never fight each other, you always fight other people, you know what I mean, like, and so he was like, when you're outside this house, you got your brother's back, in here, I don't care, hit him as hard as you want, you know, like, but that was one of our rules, he was like, look, we never, we're united when we're outside of this house, he said, that's, that's one of our rules, right, and here at the living room, you guys, we got some, some values or some rules as well that are going to make us a family, some, some living room family values. And, and that's what I wanted to talk about tonight, because what Jesus has in mind for us is that we would be a home away from home, but we would also be a family that's bigger than flesh and blood, and that you would experience community and not just the crowd. But if that's going to happen, then we got to know what that looks like, right? And so some of our family values around here, one of our family values here is that we fight for each other. We fight for each other. Like here at the living room, one of the things that we're going to do for one another is that we're going to fight for each other. When I say we, we fight for each other, I, I mean like, like one, that we're going to, hey, you know, we're going to take up one another's causes. And when one of you is, is feeling disrespected or hurt, we're going to, hey, you know what, we're rallying around that. And we're going to fight for you. And we're going to speak up for you. And for the people who don't feel like they have a voice, we're going to use our voice. We're going to fight for each other. We're going to fight for each other. Also, fighting for each other, though, means that, hey, you know what? Like, when you feel like not showing up, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Come on. Let's go. Get in the car. Get on this bus. I will come and get you right now because I'm fighting for you because you need this. I know you've been having a bad week, but you need this. And there's wings. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so we fight for each other. One of the things that makes us a family here and is going to continue to help us to grow as a family is that we're going to be a group that fights for each other. Another thing that we do here at the living room is this right here. We're real with each other. Listen, I don't know how it was with your family, but me and my brother, we were like real with each other. You know what I mean? Like we were, we were, we were honest with each other, but we were also like, we didn't just like talk about just shallow things. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't just keep it surface. How you doing? Good, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's like shallow. That's not being real, right? Like, like when you're sitting down and we're, we're chopping it up out there and you're eating and stuff like that, like if all your conversations just, just consist of, well, how's your class? It's good. Teacher's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if that's it, 
If, if it just stays shallow, you know what I'm saying, then we never get to really know each other and what's going on, right? We got to be real with each other if we're going to be family. We got to be honest with each other. We got to be willing to go there. And so, you know, we got to be able to talk about things even in this room from stage that maybe other people would be like, yo, y'all talking about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to be willing to do that. We got to be real with each other if we're going to be a family. And so that's one of our, our values is that we're, we're real with each other. We're real enough to be honest. We're real enough to talk about our struggles. We're real enough to talk about our failures. We're real enough to talk about our doubts. We're real enough to talk about the things that we're wrestling with. And we're real enough to call each other out when we watch somebody that's slipping. That, that, that's what a family does. We're real with each other. Another thing that we're going to be and that we're going to do is we care for each other. Now, I, I, I thought about saying care about, but like, I think it's probably impossible for you to literally care about every single person in this room. You're like, hey, you, you know what I mean? Like, like I get that, right? Like, so I'm not gonna sit there and say, you need to care about every single person in this room, but we can care for each other. We can care for people. We can care for people. And when things are going on, when like, when you hurt, like we can hurt for you and with you. And when you succeed, we can celebrate for you and with you, right? Like, like, like that's what it looks like to care for somebody. I saw a great example of this this past weekend, you guys. I was, I was at camp with a bunch of high schoolers, and there was this guy's group, and, and I got to sit in with them, and they were having this conversation, and there was one guy in the group, and he was like, you know, I want to I talk about something that's going on, and so he's trying to get real, you know what I'm saying? And as he begins to talk, um, fellas, y'all will know what this is like, right? Like, as he begins to talk, he's talking about his parents getting a divorce. They just recently got divorced, and this kid begins to talk about it, and he, like, stops because he doesn't want to cry. He's got that lump, y'all know what I'm talking about where you get the lump and you're like no I'm not gonna do it because I'm a man you know what I mean like like he's got that thing going on and it's like all of a sudden like there, there was this amazing thing that happened like some of the guys in his group they like they they reached over and they just kind of put their arm around him and they were like it's okay it's okay we're here we got you like 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 let it go let it go you know what I'm saying like I had an Elsa moment I got kids so so he does. He just begins to cry, right? And he's talking about it. He's like, this sucks. This hurts. I can't believe they're doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that they made promises in front of everybody, and now they're, you know. And so he's just letting it all out. And as he does, what's amazing is that these other guys who their parents aren't getting divorced, and they're not dealing with this right now, they begin to cry with him. And, and the tears are flowing. And it's like a mass therapy session. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa. Like, but, but that's what it looks like when a group of people starts to care for each other. Like when you hurt, we hurt. When you succeed, we celebrate and cheer you on. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's, that's what family does. We care for each other, right? Another thing that family does is, is that we respect each other. We respect each other. Here's what I know about this room is there's a lot of different opinions. There's a lot of different opinions in this room. Here's what else I know about this room. There's a lot of different backgrounds, some of y'all come from nothing. Some of y'all came from all kinds of money. Some of y'all come from other parts of the country. There's all different kinds of backgrounds. Some of y'all come from different faith backgrounds in this room. There, you know what else I know about this room is there's different races. Just look around. Hello, everybody doesn't look the same color as me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there's different, there's different races represented in this room. I know that there are different political persuasions represented in this room. But you know what makes us family? And you know what good families do is that they respect each other and they celebrate one another's differences. And, and when I say we respect each other, I mean that we care more about seeking understanding than we do about making our own point. So when it comes to our differences, we celebrate our differences and we seek to understand where each other are coming from. That's what it looks like to respect someone else, right? 
I want to know, tell me more about your side of it. Tell me more about what you're going through. Tell me more about your opinion rather than me just sitting there and trying to make a point. We care more about the person next to us than we do about making a point. That's what it looks like to respect each other, right? And I told some of y'all this the last time that I was here, but I got to experience this played out over the past year or, or two in my own relationship um, with some of my best friends. And, and for me, like with all the stuff going on regarding the race issue, uh, me as a young white man trying to figure out how do I respond to support my very best friend, a guy named Gerald Fatiomi. And I remember when all the things were going on in Baltimore, and I remember I picked up the phone, and I said, man, help me understand. Help me understand the hurt that you're feeling. Help me understand your frustration. Help me understand. I want to seek to understand, and I want to respect where you're coming from because I don't get it because I've never been there. I've never been there. You guys, that's what a family does. They respect each other, and they seek to understand, and they care more about the person next to them than making their own point. We respect each other. The last thing is this, that we pick each other up. When it comes to a family, when it comes to us being a family, if we're going to be and experience that thing that Jesus had in mind, if we're going to be more than just a crowd that gets together, but if we're actually going to be a family, then something that we got to do is we got to pick each other up. And, and I don't know what your experience has been like in church before, but for me, in a lot of places, like what I experienced at church is that people seemed way more willing to point a finger of judgment than to extend a helping hand. And so for me, that was my experience. I remember as a senior in high school, I was trying to go to church for the, like one of the very first times ever, but I had a bad reputation. I remember I walked in the church and I remember the, there was this girl and she was making name tags for people. She's like, oh my gosh, hey, welcome to Youth Fellowship. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so she was like, she was like welcoming some people in and, and she was being so nice to everybody. And when it came my turn for her to make me a name tag, she looked at me and she said, why are you here? I know, I was like, yeah. Nah, I don't hit girls, but I wanted to shake her like real bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, dang, right? Like, that's what I've experienced before in church. But listen, that's not what family does. Family doesn't stand ready to point the finger of judgment and say, I can't believe you did this. Look what you did. You're so awful. That's not what family does. Family is there to pick each other up. Family doesn't point the finger in judgment. They extend a helping hand and they say, hey, you know what? I know you fell. I know you screwed up. I'm going to help you back up. I'm going to help you back. I'm going to help you heal. I'm going to help you move forward. I'm going to help you get it back. I'm going to help you find your faith again. I'm going to help you find some hope again. I'm going to help you find some, some joy again. I'm going to help you, right? Like that's what, that's what family does. And this is what I know is that some of you this year, you're going to screw up. You're like, Pastor, don't speak that over my life. I'm like, listen, baby, I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? Like, so some of y'all, are gonna, some of y'all you're going you're gonna to fail this year. Some of you are going to fall on your face this year. Some of y'all are going to screw up big time, and you're going to need somebody not to point a finger of judgment, but you're going to need somebody to extend a helping hand. That's what family does, and that's what we want to do for each other. And so, you guys, these are our family values. This is how a crowd becomes a family. This is how crowd becomes community. When we begin to live these things out towards one another, when we fight for each other, when we're real with each other, when we care for one another when we respect each other, and when we pick each other up instead of just pointing out each other's faults. This is how crowd becomes community. But listen, all of that is amazing, and we want to do that for each other when we're here. But there's another step that we got to take if we really want to experience that. Because listen, in this crowd, it's hard to do all of those things, isn't it? 
Like in this crowd, like in these rows, it's hard for us to do that and to experience all of that. In this big crowd that gathers in here and in these chairs and in these rows, it's hard to really do, it's hard to fight for each other when, when as this big crowd, we barely even know each other, right? It's hard for us to be real with each other when, you know, maybe we're just, we're, the only time we talked was, was over some wings. It's hard for us to care for each other when I don't even really know what's going on with you in order to care for you. It's hard for us to respect each other when most of us just come, we sit down, we sing our songs, praise the Lord, and then we go, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't even know what your opinions are. It's hard for me to pick you up when I don't even know if you've fallen down. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for us to live all of these things out if, if the only thing that we do is gather here in this room. It's, it's hard for us to live these things out and for this to feel like family if all we ever do is gather here once a week. We've got to go and do life out there together. That, that's how the crowd becomes community. That's how we become family, is we got to take a step from this, and we got to step into community. And so around here at the living room, we do these things called small groups. And if you never heard about small groups, and if you're not sure about small groups, um, they are literally exactly what they sound like. They're small groups. You know what I'm saying? Like, hello, right? Like, and so like, like, they're just smaller groups that pick a day and they pick a time and they pick a place and they get together and they have conversations and they do life together. And, and so they meet up and you talk about your life and your struggles and your your things and your faith. And you have these conversations and it's in those little small groups that meet throughout the week that now we get the chance to do all of those things that we just talked about. It's when you're in a small group that you get the chance to have somebody that fights for you because they know if you're here or not and they know what you're going through. It's in a small group that, that you get the chance to, to be real with people, right? Because you're actually like having intentional conversation. It's in a small group where people can actually care for you because they know what's going on with you. It's in a small group that you actually get the opportunity to hear other people's opinions and where other people are coming from. You get to have that dialogue because you're sitting across the table from them. It's in a small group where we get the chance to pick each other up because we actually know when somebody has fallen down, Right? And so here's what I wanted to tell you is that I love this crowd. I love this crowd. Jesus loves this crowd. Monday nights, amazing, right? This is, this is an amazing thing that's going on. And I hope that this crowd keeps getting bigger. I can't wait till we come back and, and, and this crowd, right, doesn't fit in this room anymore. And we got to go somewhere else because here's the deal. I think that every student in Atlanta deserves to hear the message that God loves them and has a plan for them and has a place for them. Right? Like I think every student in Atlanta, every college student in Atlanta deserves to hear that message and deserves to be a part of what God's got going on here. And so I hope this crowd continues to grow. But listen, don't settle for just the crowd because God's got more for you. God's got more in store for you. God's got more in store for your life than for you to just sit in a seat and listen to messages preached and sing some songs together. Right? Like the, that is amazing and that is going to benefit your life. But there's more. So don't settle for just experiencing the crowd. Get into community. Get into community. Get into a small group so that you can not only have a home away from home, but you can have a family that's bigger than flesh and blood. Amen? Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you so much that you give us community. You don't ask us to walk through life alone, but you've got more in store um, for us than that. 
And so you've given us this amazing thing called your church. And it's a home away from home. And it is a family that is bigger than flesh and blood. Thank you for that amazing gift. I pray um, for these college students right here that have gathered in this room. I pray that they would not settle for simply being a part of the crowd, but they would press into community so that they can experience family outside of their family, and so that they can experience all the benefits of that. We know that the best version of us exists in community, and so we want that. And so I just pray that we would take those steps. We would push past the awkward. We would push past the uncomfortable, and we would step into community so that we can experience all that you have in store for us. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray, and everybody said real loud.